This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Acute Rheumatic Fever by Dr. Emmanuel Rusingiza. My name is Emmanuel Rusingiza. I am a pediatric cardiologist at Kigali University Teaching Hospital. This morning I'm going to talk about the diagnosis and management of acute rheumatic fever. As outlined, we will go through the definition and overview of acute rheumatic fever, the epidemiology, pathophysiology, diagnosis, investigations, differential diagnosis, and management. Overview Acute rheumatic fever is defined as a delayed autoimmune response to an untreated group A streptococcal infection, mainly affecting the throat. Acute rheumatic fever may involve the heart, the joints, the central nervous system, and or the skin. The signs and symptoms may include any or all of the following arthritis, fever, carditis, rash, Sydenham chorea, and subcutaneous nodules. Group A streptococcal throat infections occur in children throughout the world with peak ages between 5 and 15 years. The number of children affected in each region varies depending on environmental conditions, level of poverty, quality and availability of healthcare. Over the past century, acute rheumatic fever and rheumatic heart disease have become rare in developed countries as living conditions have become more hygienic and less crowded with improved nutrition and access to appropriate medical care. Repeated group A streptococcal infections and recurrent acute rheumatic fever can lead to chronic heart valve damage that is called rheumatic heart disease. Rheumatic heart disease requires expensive heart valve surgery if damaged heart valves are not repaired or replaced by major open heart surgery their condition is often fatal. Epidemiology It is estimated that about 15.6 million people are affected worldwide. And among them, 2.4 million are children between 5 and 14 years old in developing countries. Acute rheumatic fever and rheumatic heart disease are the disease of poverty, but eradicated in industrialized countries since 20th century, as told previously. Following factors increase the risk of developing acute rheumatic fever. Overcrowding and poor standards of housing, reduced access to healthcare, and living in tropical climates. Acute rheumatic fever is most common in children between 
the ages of 5 and 15 years. It is less common after the age of 35 years and is rare under 4 years and over 40 years of age. Pathophysiology As pathophysiology, not everyone is susceptible to acute rheumatic fever and not all group A streptococcus strains are capable of causing acute rheumatic fever in a susceptible host. It is likely that 3 to 5% of people in any population have an inherent susceptibility to acute rheumatic fever, although the basis of susceptibility is unknown. Some strains of group A streptococcus are called rheumatogenic, particularly streptococcus and protein, although the basis of rheumatogenicity is also unknown. This is a picture of a patient who presents tonsillopharynx infection by group A streptococcus. It shows severely inflamed tonsils with presence of pus and the culture has revealed group A streptococcus. So, acute rheumatic fever is a sequelae of untreated or inadequately treated group A streptococcus infection of the tonsillopharynx. Studies have concluded that there is a molecular mimicry between group A streptococcus antigens and human host tissue that is believed to be the basis of pathogen-host cross-reactivity best documented with cardiac proteins such as myosin, laminin, and vimentin. Point of clarification. In acute rheumatic fever, the patient's immune system produces antibodies against the M protein of the group A streptococcus bacterium. These antibodies appropriately bind to the antigen on the surface of the bacteria to eradicate the primary infection. But occasionally, these same antibodies cross-react with the patient's own cardiac proteins, given the structural similarities between those proteins and the N-protein of group A strep. This molecular mimicry is believed to be the basis for cardiac pathology related to acute rheumatic fever and rheumatic heart disease. The patient's immune response is initiated after initial exposure to the bacteria. However, there is a latency period of about three weeks before the patient develops symptoms of acute rheumatic fever. This is due to the lag between initial antibody production and the cross-reactivity of these antibodies with the patient's own tissue proteins. At the time of development of acute rheumatic fever symptoms, the host immune system has eradicated the initial group A strep infection. The progression of the disease is done as following. It is started initially by a group A streptococcus throat infection, which due to a certain number of factors leads to acute rheumatic fever. And during repetitive episodes of group A streptococcus infection in the future, it causes recurrent acute rheumatic fever that leads to rheumatic heart disease with all its complications.
Diagnosis. The diagnosis of acute rheumatic fever remains a clinical decision as there is no specific laboratory test. It is known that overdiagnosis of acute rheumatic fever will lead to unnecessary treatment over a long time, while underdiagnosis leads to further attacks of acute rheumatic fever, cardiac damage, and premature death. The diagnosis of acute rheumatic fever is usually guided by John's criteria developed in 1944 and adopted most recently by the World Health Organization. The Jones criteria include major criteria and minor manifestations, plus evidence of preceding group A streptococcus infection. This table summarizes the Jones criteria and the first column shows the major manifestations that include arthritis, carditis, subcutaneous nodules, erythema marginatum, and Sydenham chorea. The column in the middle shows minor manifestations, which are fever, arthralgia, prolonged PR interval on ECG, and raised ACR or CRP. The evidence of recent group A streptococcus infection include the positive culture of the throat swab, the raised anti-streptolysin or titer, and the raised anti-DNAs B. Arthritis is the common symptom and it is char characterized by pain, redness and swelling in the joints and it affects commonly the big joints like the ankles, the knees, the wrist, the elbow and less commonly the small joints. It is often the first complaint and arthritis is usually migratory disappearing in one joint as it begins in another. The carditis which is defined as an inflammation of the heart, is commonly present as a heart murmur. Chest pain and or difficulty breathing may be present in severe cases. Less commonly, people with acute rheumatic fever present with subcutaneous nodules and erythema marginatum with specific characteristics. Subcutaneous nodules are painless lumps seen on the outside surfaces of major joints. They are often present for about one to two weeks duration and are more commonly present when the patient also has evidence of carditis. Erythema marginatum starts out as painless, flat, pink patches on the skin that spread outward in a circular pattern. This is often an early symptom of acute rheumatic fever and often spares the face. This rash may be present for months after the onset of acute rheumatic fever. Sydenham chorea is a twitchy, jerking movement and muscle weakness, most obvious in the face, hands and feet. 
It is more common in teenagers and females. It may begin up to three to four months after the streptococcal infection. It may occur on both sides or only one side of the body and often occurs without other symptoms. Point of clarification. The mean duration of chorea is documented in the literature as 12 to 15 weeks, but please note that some episodes may persist for as long as 6 to 12 months. The fever is defined as a core temperature greater than 38 degrees and it can go up to high values. The evidence of group A streptococcus infection is required to confirm a case of acute rheumatic fever with the above signs and symptoms. Group A streptococcus may not be found on a throat swab since the infection may be resolved at the time of onset of acute rheumatic fever symptoms. Serum antistreptolysin or titer reaches the peak level around three to six weeks after infection and starts to fall at six to eight weeks. Serum anti-DNSB reaches a peak level up to six to eight weeks after infection and starts to fall at around three months after the infection. The first episode of acute rheumatic fever can be confirmed if there are two major criteria or one major criteria and two minor manifestations plus an evidence of preceding group A streptococcus infection. Recurrent acute rheumatic fever without rheumatic heart disease can be confirmed as the previous first episode. The recurrent acute rheumatic fever with existing rheumatic heart disease can be confirmed if there are two minor manifestations plus evidence of preceding group A streptococcus infection. However, different regions have slightly modified guidelines to assist clinicians with local variations in acute rheumatic fever presentation. In this regard, the involvement of only one joint, also called monoarthritis, polyarthrogia in children who are at high risk of acute rheumatic fever, and subclinical carditis proved by echocardiogram have been proposed to be among the major criteria. The differential diagnosis is made with septic arthritis, connective tissue, valvular arthropathy, psychocell anemia, mitral valve prolapse, infective endocarditis, and many other diseases which present the similar clinical manifestations like acute rheumatic fever. Investigations. The investigations should be FPC, ACR, CRP, blood cultures if febrile, especially for the differential diagnosis with infective endocarditis, 
the immunologic markers of group A streptococcus infection, which are ESOT and anti-DNSB. Throat swab, EKG, chest x-ray, if there is an evidence of carditis, and echocardiogram. This echocardiography image shows a severely damaged mitral valve, which is thickened. Look at the posterior leaflet, which is also retracted. And during systole, there is a very bad coaptation of the mitral leaflets that results in massive mitral regurgitation and dilation of the left atrium. This patient was admitted for severe heart failure due to rheumatic heart disease. Management The treatment of the acute illness includes benzantine penicillin G single injection or oral penicillin for 10 days and in case of allergy erythromycin is indicated. Relief of symptoms and signs with non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs, especially aspirin or corticosteroids. Carbamazepine and valproic acid can be given for severe cases of Sydenham chorea. The management of acute rheumatic fever should be based on the following principles. Admission for acute diagnosis, receive clinical care and education about preventing further episodes of acute rheumatic fever. Initial echocardiogram is very important to identify and measure the heart valve damage. Long-term preventive management should be organized before discharge. The long-term management includes regular secondary prophylaxis, regular medical review, regular dental review, echocardiogram following each episode of acute rheumatic fever, and routine echocardiogram. Secondary prophylaxis should be done by benzantine penicillin G, IM, every three to four weeks. And the standard dose is 1.2 million units for patients who weigh 30 kgs or greater. And the half dose of 600,000 units for patients who are under 30 kgs. Penicillin V can be used if benzantine penicillin injections are not tolerated or injections are contraindicated. The standard dose is one tab of 250 milligrams oral twice daily. Here, I would like to insist on the necessity to give the injectable form of penicillin because it has shown better results compared to the oral form of penicillin. Erythromycin is given if there is proven allergy to penicillin. The standard dose is 250 milligrams oral twice 
daily. The direction of secondary prophylaxis should be done as following. When acute rheumatic fever is identified without proven carditis, the minimum duration should be five years after the last episode of acute rheumatic fever or until 18 years. For the mild to moderate forms of rheumatic heart disease, the minimum duration should be 10 years after the last acute rheumatic fever or until the age of 25 years. For severe rheumatic heart disease and following cardiac surgery for rheumatic heart disease, patients should continue medication for life. Thank you for watching. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.